CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Chicago Bulls select Patrick Williams from Florida State University. There is This Ben Jarosky Show, Benny J Bonus Interview is brought to you by the Chicago Reader and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. Bonus time on the Ben Jarosky Show as I speak. It's Thursday, November 19th, 2020. And the headline and today's bright one, Home Delivered, as always, says it all. You heard it at the outset with Dennis's intro. I'll just read you the headline. from the. I'm flipping the paper over to the sports side of the paper. It says, Forward Thinking. Oh, that's sometimes with the puns. Bulls take Florida State's Williams with fourth overall pick in New Regime's first draft. Yes, it's time to talk draft. I know we usually are talking draft in June, but because of the pandemic, the basketball schedule, just rip it up, throw it in the air. Everything's different. So there's a draft in November. The season starts around Christmas time. I am so excited. I just hope they stay safe and sound and don't spread the virus and catch the virus and so forth. I have a distinguished panel here to break down the draft and talk about the impact of my beloved Chicago Bulls. Will the Bulls be celebrating a world championship in Grant Park next summer? I say yes, as I've been saying every year for the last 20 years. We'll see what my distinguished panelists have to say. So before we do, let I'm going to go any further. I'm going to ask my distinguished panelists to introduce themselves, starting with the panelist whose first initial is M. <laughs> How's it called, everybody? My name is Miles Porter, uh, 23-year-old college student, also a host of a podcast called The Midday Mile, and, uh, you know, happy to be here to talk some Bulls basketball. And former right. editor of the Ben Jarofsky Show. Come on, Miles. Former Come on, Miles. Ben Jarofsky Show. This is my family right here, guys. Yes, and he'll probably be uh, back with the Ben Jarofsky Show uh, this uh, in two months if I could twist his arm hard enough. All right. Uh, and, <laughs> and the other distinguished guests whose first initial is B, introduce yourself. Hey, this is Benji Hall, uh, known as the guy who wins and loses money in Ben's bowling league. <laughs> yeah, Benji the bookie. Although as Benji would tell you, I'm not a bookie. Um, so anyway, uh, and of course, Dennis may throw in a thought or two. Hey guys, you know, I'm Dennis, show. producer of the Ben Jarofsky Show. Um, you know, work with Ben every day. How's it going? All right. Otherwise known as Doctor D. Uh, all right, Benji, we're going to start with you. Uh, all right. Benji's a, a realist. When it comes to my beloved Bulls, we're going to start with the Bulls. Uh, I, every year, predict the Bulls will win the championship. Benji, every year, says, uh, you want to put a, a little wager in that? And I run away and don't make the wager. Because <laughs> I may talk a big game, but I'm not that dumb. Uh, all right, Benji, the Bulls took Patrick Williams. Your general thoughts on that selection, go. Well, uh, and I was really hoping that the Bulls could figure out a way to trade down and turn this number four pick into multiple picks. It's 
I think what a lot of teams at the top were trying to do, uh, this was not a top heavy draft, but it was a really deep draft. Um, so I, I think the bulls really could use help everywhere. And so the more shots you have at finding someone who can stick and be good, uh, the better. Um, but they, they stated for, uh, maybe they couldn't find a good enough trade partner or, Maybe they're happy with Patrick Williams. It's really hard to tell, you know, that we not a lot of film analysis is done just due to all the chaos this year. But this guy was really, really rising. Um, and all of the um, analysis that I saw, I mean, he was started basically from late first round. I mean, he came off the bench on Florida State, so that's kind of a strange thing that you take a guy at the number four pick that came off the bench. But he certainly got a lot of raw talent. Um if he can turn into a shooter, uh, they may have gotten a steal. So we're, it's one of those that's really hard to evaluate. We're just going to have to see. Miles? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Patrick Williams, um, you know, I don't really think the Bulls really lack in size. Um, you know, I think he adds to that depth uh, coming in as 6'8", uh, um, with a wingspan of 6'11", uh, averaging nine, nine points uh, during his last season. So I think there's definitely a lot to improve. Um with Patrick Williams, um, but I think, you know, it could be a steal. Um, you know, I think one thing I do kind of worry about with him is that he could be a little bit of a gamble sometimes on the court. Um, turnovers, ball control, he kind of struggles with that a little bit. But, um, you know, I think I think there's a lot of positive going in his way as well. So I think only time will tell. Dennis, last night you weighed in. You had two thumbs down on Patrick Williams. Yeah, I, feel that way. I just don't know much about him, I guess, you know, and I feel like there were other <laughs> players in the draft that they could have picked the guy right after him, right? The Okoro guy. Mm-hmm. He seems like he can play. He's got good defense. I don't know. It just seems like a, an odd pick at four. I like what Benji was saying. Maybe a trade to get, you know, potentially more picks to see if that could uh, go better. Well, that's that. That's the traditional uh Bulls fans' uh, reaction that Dennis just articulated. Uh, Benji, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, m- most Bulls fans, we've we've done such a bad job at the draft uh, <laughs> over the last, oh, I'd say this entire century, with the exception of Jimmy Butler uh, and Derrick Rose, which is a no-brainer. So Bulls fans are conditioned just to assume the worst about the Bulls. Uh, and so if they, like Dennis said, nobody knows who Patrick Williams is. There was limited uh, opportunity to see him this year. The season was uh, curtailed because of COVID. So we didn't get to see him play in the playoffs. He came off the bench. Uh, so he wasn't even a starter. So most Bulls fans just were for the assumption. I never heard of him. So he must be bad. Because then I don't trust the Bulls to do the right thing. Uh, I... I, I'm not. I'm, I I kind of resist that uh, urge, uh, Benji. And let's get your thoughts and then Miles' thoughts on this. I resist that urge, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't expect to know the players the way general managers know them. Right. I you know, uh, like for instance, I didn't know anything about Patrick Mahomes in football. Uh, you know, and now it turns out he was what the number twelve draft, number twelve pick. He's the greatest football player in the NFL right now. Right. Bears wasted total draft choice. The general manager should be fired for not taking him. So the fact that I do not know who Patrick Williams is or don't know much about him does not necessarily mean that Patrick Williams is a bad choice. Uh, it's just an unusual choice. Your thoughts, Benji? 
Well, first of all, this is a new Bulls regime. So uh, to think that they're going to make decisions similar to the old regime is probably, uh, you know, a little bit of a leap. Uh, I'd like to give them at least a, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, hopefully they, they're, they're, they're taking it in a new direction with analysis. Um, the one thing I do really like about the pick is they're taking uh, the type of player that is most valuable in the NBA right now. And that's a, a wing that can do, that can guard multiple positions. That's really athletic. Um, the only real uh, downside is the potential shooting. He's not horrible at shooting. He just needs work at it. But, uh, you know, shooting is so valuable in the NBA right now. It's like, you know, everybody just wants a shooter. But the other thing everybody just needs desperately is wing defenders. And it seems like he's already kind of got half the equation. So in that sense, it's pretty good. Miles, uh, one of the things I read in the paper today, uh, picking up on what Benji said, was the notion that this is this with this draft choice, the Bulls are saying to their fans, uh, have faith in us. As yeah. Benji pointed out, it's a new regime uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Paxson's gone. Foreman's gone. So the new management of the Bulls is saying, we know what we're doing. Trust us. You have no reason not to trust us because you've never seen us. You can't blame us <laughs> for the stupid draft choices that Car Foreman made. Yeah, so exactly. trust us that this uh, Patrick Williams, 19 years old, Miles, yeah. he's 19, yeah. uh, will turn into the next Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what they're hoping will happen. Um, so do you have uh, do you have trust in the Bulls? Do you th- do you have confidence that they know what they're doing? Yeah, I have a lot of confidence in you know where the Bulls are heading right now. Um, for me specifically, the the head coaching. I think I think bringing bringing in Billy Donovan for the most part. Um, I think he's going to do a great job with leading these young players and in, in, including, in, including, you know, the, the draft pick right now. And just, um, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in, you know, the new direction they're going in with management. Um, Jim Boylan, bye, take a hike. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't hit yourself on the way out. I did not like what, how he uh, treated the bulls. I didn't like how he treated Levine and, you know, other things going on calling, you know, certain things that he did egregious and all these other things. Um, I think the bulls are heading in a very good direction. Um, I think they have a young core that they can really build around and help develop all these players at once. And, you know, I, I think it's looking up for them, to be honest with you. Dennis, do you have uh, any optimism about the Bulls whatsoever? Yeah, I'll see you boys in about three months when all this optimism is gone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Benny, here, here's a little pessimism. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, you know, with his height and his build, it's, you know, they're saying he's a three or a four, right? Yeah. But if yeah. he doesn't have the lateral quickness and the, and the shooting touch, to truly be a three, he's going to have to play four. And the way the Bulls roster is currently configured, they have a log jam already at four, and they have a pressing need at three. So if for whatever reason he doesn't work out as a three, they're either going to have to make some trades and still address that hole. Uh, and then, you know, there's more stuff coming. But I think this is the year for evaluating talent on the team with the new coaching and I wouldn't be surprised if many, many more trades are coming and they, they kind of revamp the team from the ground up. 
I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, this could just be the first move. But, but Benji, I want you to follow up on something that Miles said. Uh, and we call him Benji the bookie because he's a serious gambler, even though he's sort of denying that for his show. Uh, one thing you've done, you've watched B- Billy Donovan teams for a long time. Uh, you know quite a bit about what, how he coaches and what he, uh, how he maximizes his talent. Are you excited at the prospects of having Billy Donovan revamp the team in terms of players who've been disappointing? Uh, Markinen, exceedingly disappointing. Yeah, you know, I hate to say Wendell Carter's disappointing because most of his problems was he couldn't stay healthy. Right. But do you do you have knowing what you know? Talk a little bit about Billy Donovan uh, and his style of coaching. How you think it'll affect the Bulls? Well, I think the last year Billy Donovan showed what he's really capable of. Uh, I mean, that team really overachieved. They had a really interesting modern style. Uh, he's certainly been pretty good at player development over the years. But if you go back before last year, when we're talking about the Russell Westbrook years, um, it's kind of a train wreck. And, you know, people had a hard time determining, was that Billy or was that Russell? And I think it looks like it's more Russell at this case. Um, I wonder if he's going to run into the same things with Zach. You know, I, I think Russell and Zach are very similar in the sense that they kind of do their own thing and they're not team players and, um, you know, it's, it's more about star power than it is about winning. And so it'll be really interesting to see if they move on from Zach, if he can control Zach, uh, it, it's, it's a power play coming up, I think. Miles, what's your thoughts? Zach Levine, do you, uh, share, uh, Benji's, uh, nervousness about him or do you think the bulls should trade him? Or do you think, uh, that he can channel his tremendous talents, uh, into a team play that helps the Bulls. What's your thoughts? I I still feel like Zach Levine is young enough to really you know become the player that we all know that he can be. Um, I don't I don't feel like he's too much of a wild horse as Westbrook is, but there is a selfishness to his style of playing. Um, hopefully, you know, with this new coaching staff that they have brought in, they can address some things. Um, while also, you know, giving Zach Levine the freedom and comfortability to shoot the ball and to drive to the hoop whenever he feels that he needs to, um, basically giving him the you know power to take over when when it's time for him to take over. So um, I think I think right now uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot after this first season of how player and coach are going to connect. I think they're going to feel, I think already the players will feel much better about Jim Boylan being gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dennis. Dennis has been Mr. Uh, Gloom and Doom so far in this podcast. Uh, (laughs) uh, Your thoughts on Zach Levine? Uh, Zach Levine, I don't know. I think a lot of people would agree that maybe like this is the final year with this guy. I don't know. He's like up and down a lot. He'll be really good in some games, then he won't. I don't know. I feel like, all right, dude, final year. What do you got? Is this guy going to fit or not? And uh, I think with Billy Donovan, uh, well, at first, Jim Boylan, I, I, I kind of, a part of me did kind of like Jim Boylan. Now I realize that, oh my God, he like traumatized this team. Like what happened, <laughs> what happened to Laurie Markkinen, B- Billy Donovan? Can we get, can we help out Laurie Markkinen? Like that guy just like kind of went away after Boylan came around. So hopefully awful. Billy Donovan can bring back Laurie Markkinen, you know? Yeah. 
please. Yeah, no, I, I, D, I'm with you 100% on that. Jim Boylan was kind of an uh, interesting character. He's such an oddball that I kind of got a kick out of him. And then I realized the players hated him. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I remember there was that one game that the Bulls lost by, like, 56 points. And then, yeah. like, he was, like, yeah. real tough on him, made him, like, run laps. And everybody's like, oh, you're being hard on him. Like, well, I don't know. They did lose by 56 points. So. <laughs> Like, I don't know. That's a good point. It was like we were fine. Like, Boylan kind of helped us find out who the tough guys were, but he traumatized them. <laughs> Benji, go ahead. He's a, Tim Boylan's a great coach to like and a great personality to root for when he's on the other team. But when he's on your team, <laughs> you know, Miles. Zach Levine. I mean, if I don't have to see one more fadeaway three with a game tied in the last second. Uh, from Zach Levine, uh, while everybody stands around and picks their nose, uh, I'll be a happy person. Uh, yeah, God, I can remember so many times at the bowling alley, Benji coming up to me. Did you see what Zach Levine did? <laughs> I'm trying. Yes, unfortunately, I <laughs> I was watching the same game you were watching. Yeah, but you didn't have any money on it. <laughs> no, I didn't have any money on it. That's just my heart. Right, yeah. that's all. Uh, Miles, all right. Uh, Miles has uh, been playing baseball his whole life. Yes. He's had, uh, I won't ask him to name them, but I've watched his baseball career pretty much his whole <laughs> life. And he's had some really crummy coaches. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not yeah. going to name names, but I, I'll do Miles' it dad is one of my kids. best friends. And we get together every now and then, Miles, and curse a few coaches that you had. So, you know the impact a coach can have on a player's psyche. Yes. You know what a, a a Debbie Downer, weirdo, whacked out coach with prejudices and biases can do to a player. In yes. your humble opinion, what's the worst part about Jimmy Boylan? Did he remind you of some of the whacked out power trip coaches that you had to deal with in your baseball career? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you know, and like with the coaches that I have now that I'm playing with, one of the biggest things that's helped me improve as a player, and I think it goes for any sport, is knowing that your coach has your back when things aren't going well. Not going to the media and bashing you in front of the in front of all these reporters, or or you know talking about you to the parents if we're gonna level it down a little bit. One of the like one of the biggest things for me is knowing that my coach has my back. There are certain things you do address in front of people. There are certain things you don't. There's ways that you do treat players and there's ways that you don't treat players. And I think one of the issues was with Jim Boylan is that he really wanted to instill some discipline in this Bulls roster, but the way he went about it was something that a, the players weren't used to. B, I don't think he went about it correctly a few times. And that's one of the things that I struggled with when I was playing when I was younger, <clears throat> Evanston Township. Um, and just, you know, just knowing knowing that, uh, you know, I can't really depend on my coach to stick up for me. And I think that's one of the issues with Jim Boylan. Yeah, he leaves him hanging a lot. All right, I'm going to start with Dennis on this one. Uh, what player would you like to see the Bulls acquire? I mean, obviously, with the Greek freak. Okay, we're not going to get the Greek freak. But, like, a person that's obtained, you know, yeah. player in the lead, and you think they could uh, acquire, that could push them over. Okay, maybe not a championship like I'm envisioning, but uh, a serious playoff contender and would r really help them where they're weakest. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Dennis. I mean, is there any uh, way we can get in on this Harden deal or no? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, a lot. I mean, that's a lot, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really want Harden? 
Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes to play with him, it seems like. Uh, the fans get sick of him after a while. He always fades in the playoffs. I don't know. What about what about a Bradley Beal? What about like a Bradley Beal? I I think if you give up so much to get him, then you don't have anything left. It's almost like you're creating a new Wizards. <laughs> uh, all right, then I'll throw That's this one at you. Opinion. I mean, those are all great players. Don't get me wrong. I, I think what the Bulls need to is players that are that that are really good team players. Um, guys that are really good at making other players better. Um, and you know, this draft, they didn't, I don't know if they necessarily got that. I mean, this, this guy's, you know, his forte is not passing uh, and, and really no one on their team's forte is passing. Uh, but they could really use, uh, you know, I think that's why Avija, the, the Israeli guy was an interesting prospect because yeah. he, 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 he's a really good passer, right? And, and Halliburton was a really good passer. So they passed on a bunch of guys that I think would have given him more immediate help. Um, but, you know, a guy who would be an interesting flyer to take on who's for some reason really soured because of injuries, um, but who might be a really great guy to get uh, to take a, like kind of a, a big swing would be Victor Oladipo. What's his status? He was well, hurt a lot last year. He just wants to get out of Indiana. Oh, who can blame him? Everybody yeah. wants to get out. Of, even Mike Pence wants to get out of Indiana. Uh, <laughs> well, this 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 name I'm going to throw right out to you, Benji. And as I recall, many debates at bowling on the name I'm about to put out there. I'm a big fan of this guy. I've loved him his entire career generally benji loves players from kentucky from time to time however he criticized the following person i'm about to name rajon rondo love to have him back on the bulls benji is your thoughts well jesus uh they i mean they certainly need veteran leadership that's one thing that they're lacking uh you know that the it's hard for the coaches to get discipline on a team good or bad technique. If it's all a bunch of young guys, they really need some locker room presence there. Uh, I don't know if Rondo's the best guy in that he's kind of mercurial. He's, he's a little bit out there, but he's certainly one of the smartest basketball players there are. Um, and he, he would potentially help them. I, I, I think his value is better in a playoff team now yeah, yeah. To come in. Um, but I like the idea. I like the idea of someone like him as more of a pass first kind of, get everybody involved. Well, hopefully the Bulls would be a playoff team uh, if he joined them and uh, was the pass first guy. Miles, your thoughts on Rajon Rondo? If not him, who would you like to see that's uh, reasonably obtainable for the Bulls? All right. Now, I know this this may not be realistic. So I know you said reasonably, yeah. but this might be reasonably. All right. Just bear with me. I'm still holding out the fact that maybe Anthony Davis comes to the Bulls. I, I am, I am, I, that is the part of me that is just like my dad. My dad is like, oh, I know he's going to come to the Bulls because, you know, he's not going to tell the Lakers. But look, I, I am. Wait, did am, Keith Porter just enter this conversation? That sounded just like Keith Porter. I phoned him in and then he had to hang up. He had to go. I, look, I, I feel like, I feel like 80, you know, I feel, I, I am, I'm holding out that, you know, at some point in his career, maybe not this year, right? 
you know, hey, looks like the Bulls are heading in the right direction. I would say 80 somewhat of a veteran now, not, you know, nothing crazy, but seven seasons. That's good enough for me. I love if 80 came to the Bulls. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I love. All right, I love Anthony Davis. Let me just pause right here. Just when you said that, it re- reminded me of something. Uh, a, a man who uh, talks about AD all the time and be on the Bulls. I got to give him a shout out. It's a dear friend of all of us, uh, Norm Dunbar, who would, would have been with us today as part of this conversation, uh, but unfortunately he got COVID. I talked about this earlier on the show. Norm, we're all rooting for you. We all love you and uh, get better soon. And I know Norm will be listening, going, "Yeah, AD loves AD Miles. Uh, he loves AD. It's his favorite player in the NBA. AD Anthony Davis, of course, from Chicago. All right, Miles. What about Rajon Rondo? Would you accept him on the Bulls? Um, yeah, I, I would. You know what? I think I think that there is enough, um, you know, years under his belt where you know. I think he'd be able to be a good leader on this team to kind of like help, you know, guide these younger players. Um, he would not be my first choice, though, but he's not a bad choice either. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of in between about Rajon Rondo, honestly. I, I, what if we could get somehow get Lonzo Ball? What, what are people's thoughts about that? I know he's not a great shooter, but boy, he's a good passer. Dennis, Dennis on the Ball family. Go ahead, D. What? I, I have something about the Ball family? Yeah, weren't you used to make fun of the daddy ball? All oh, the time? well, I mean, that guy, that, that's just, you know, all that luggage that comes with drafting a ball. Uh, oh, my God. A dude's insane. Uh, but I was thinking, like, I, I, would be, I like Lonzo Ball. Like I said, he kind of reminds me of, like, a young Jason kid. Uh, but what about, like, uh, someone like an Eric Bledsoe? Like, he just went to the Pelicans, right? I could see the Bulls, like, getting someone like an Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, I would like Eric Bledsoe. Benji's yeah. looking dubious right there with Eric Bledsoe. I, I, the reason why I like Rajon Rondo is because it's the point that, that uh, Benji made. You talk about a guy who gets everybody involved, runs an offense, yep. uh, and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. His his performance in this last playoff in the bubble was so impressive. and I always loved him. Uh just because I loved how he, when he was with the Bulls, he stood up for the younger players when Jimmy Butler and D-Wade pulled that little power trip, if you yeah. remember Benji, yeah. uh, and uh, acted like, you know, they invented the game of basketball and Rajon called him out on it. So, uh, D, I love I, – I, 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 first of all, I like daddy ball. So uh, I kind of get a kick out of it. It reminds me of Howard Cosell. <laughs> so I don't have any problem with any ball coming to Chicago. I'm with you. Now I, <laughs> I like daddy ball. And he just puts those poor kids in a horrible situation. You oh, know, yes. like, oh, yeah, my kids are better than Michael Jordan. Then they got to go out on the court the next night. Like, ah, oh, geez. Thanks, Dad. Now no, he's going to play Michael one-on-one because he said he beat him one-on-one. Like, All right. Okay. Well, here's your chance. Yeah. <laughs> your son is now a hornet. Yeah, I don't know. Michael's put on a few pounds. He may have trouble with the, uh, with balls. <laughs> He's working right. with it now. You know he is. Uh, so uh, Dennis already said who he thinks he would have loved for the Bulls to take. Uh, Benji, all right. You couldn't. You couldn't get. I know you wanted him to take Lamelo Ball. That was the the guy that you said before the draft. You wanted him to take. I thought um, he was going to slip. I did too, man. And then there was rumors about Wendell Carter trade that the Bulls were going to trade him to uh, San Francisco, uh, to Golden, St- well, the, the, the Golden State, uh, right. and that would give him number two. And I'm like, oh, that would have been they're, they're, that would have been unbelievable. Okay. But that didn't happen. So, is there somebody uh, that went after 
a Patrick Williams, some of the money the Bulls could have had that you're that you're willing to say, you know what, years from now, it'll be like Patrick Mahomes. And people will say the Bulls should have taken so and so. Is there anybody like that? Well, uh, <laughs> this draft is such a crapshoot. I mean, there's always a guy that appears, right? And it's usually some guy in like the 10 to 15 range, you know, where Booker went, where uh, Jamal Murray went. I'm just naming Kentucky guys, by the way. Yeah, he loves Kentucky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Mackey's going to be really good. He's not a great distributor, but he's he's going to be – he's a really good point guard. I think a lot of the point guards coming out of college recently have been more uh, shoot first, which doesn't necessarily help them as much. Um, but I guess if I had to pick who's probably the steadiest guy, it probably would have been the best fit. It would have been Halliburton. Oh, uh, from Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, Miles, anybody that uh, you sort of think the regret the Bulls not taking that they could have taken? Uh, not really. Um for the most part, there's not too many people in this draft that stand out to me. Obviously, you know, like like Ben, I think uh, Lamelo Ball would have been a cool fit for the Bulls for sure. I think he would have really, you know, gotten to that young core very well and you know just meshed with everyone very well. But for the most part, not really. Not too many guys I'm looking at. Dennis, who did you say again that you wish the Bulls had taken? Um, Isaac Okoro, the guy that went right after him. The, from uh, Auburn, yeah, yeah, because it seems like they, they need a they need like a small forward. So I mean, like that kind of would have worked out. But I mean, yeah. Isaac Okora would have worked out. I think plays defense. That would have been a great pick. Uh, like Benji said, I was going to say Halliburton. Halliburton seems to have a lot of uh, upside on him. Yeah, and um, that that Israeli guy. I'm just really interested to see what that guy's going to bring. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was hoping I, I may have said this to Benji. Uh, I love shooters, and uh, there's a guy out of Vanderbilt, uh, Nesmith, I think his name is, doing yeah. this off the top of my head, who shot 52 percent from the three. 52 percent. I'm like, can we just take this guy? 50. Bulls have never had a great shooter since Ben Gordon, and uh, I'm like, what is it with the Bulls and shooters? Well, well. <laughs> They don't like shooters or something. So I was kind of hoping for him. But who knows if he's going to be good. You know, I. Uh, but that's 50, the whole trade down mentality, right? You, you could have had, you know, two or three shots at finding somebody as opposed to just one shot. Um, but he, here's the thing. It, even if it doesn't work out, the good news is next year's draft oh, is yeah. absolutely loaded. It's like one of the best of all time. There's a LeBron light guy coming named Cape Cunningham who's going to be like everybody's like, you know, they're going to like tank city for this guy, you know, um, and then a bunch of other guys, too. So uh, there's everybody knew this was a weak draft. It's, it's, you know, not top heavy. You could get some role players. And I think the Bulls got one. Um, and, and the next year is really where it all happens. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to close this down by getting predictions. And remember, uh, one of the, the people on this panel is named Benji the Bookie. So you might want to go to Vegas with what he says. Uh, so we'll hold his prediction out for last. And we'll start with uh, uh, we'll start with Miles, go to Dennis after that. Let's make a prediction. We're, by the way, just so we know, we'll all be convening again in about a month because that's when the season starts. Uh, but let's get the early rookie of the year Prediction, Miles Porter, go. Okay, okay. Um, wow. 
you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of dancing between Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball. So I'm kind of, so I'm kind of gonna stick between those two. I cannot pick one right now, but I think Anthony Edwards does have a lot of upside. Not just he's he's a number one pick, but I, you know I have a good feeling about him, and you know I like I like what he did when he was at Georgia. So I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards and or Lamelo Ball right now. That's gonna change in a month when we talk again. Change, Dennis. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm going with the big man. James Wiseman. I think the Warriors are going to really make this guy look good. Wow. I want, you know, I kind of wanted the Bulls to get him too. He only played three games of college ball, but he averaged like 20 points a game. Uh, okay. It's only three games, not much of a sample. Uh, so since we're closing with Benji, cause that's the pick where everybody's going to take the Vegas. Um, I'm going to make my pick. Uh, it's, I'm just going to say it's such a struggle. Cause as all of you have been saying, there's not a lot to base any really valid determination on many such a short season. Some of these guys barely played that said, uh, I think that the rookie of the year will be LaMelo uh, ball. I think he'll get a lot of playing time. That's what you need. You need playing time. Uh, and I think Jordan is going to really insist that he plays. And so he'll get that playing time with the playing time comes the the statistics and uh, so that's my hunch. That's, that's who I'm going to go with. Well, I ball. think we're all shocked. We thought you were going Patrick Williams. I did that last year, by the way. I went with Kobe White last year. Uh, I got at least I would have gone Patrick Williams, uh, D, but I don't think he'll get the playing time. I just I think they're going to bring him along slowly. Uh, and he won't get the point. What's that? He's just not going to shoot enough. Either. He probably shot 32% yeah, uh, from, he, from three. Um, awesome right, number Benji. four pick. All right. First of all, before, <laughs> before you take my predictions to Vegas, I first like to say probably don't go to Vegas right now. It's probably not safe. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just advice, uh, and then uh, I, I think I'm agreeing with the, the doctor. It's it's going to be Wiseman. Uh, you, you, it's a perfect situation for a big. I mean, if Andrew Bogut can score ten points and get ten rebounds on the team, the Wiseman should get that in his plate. Uh, they're just you know they make life easy for him even without Clay. A horrible story. Um, but I do have two sleepers. I'd like to shout out just to put it on record. Okay. Uh, I think R.J. Hampton, who's one of the guys who went straight to New Zealand. Uh, I like I like his upside, and he went pretty late to Denver. And then uh, I'm picking a Kentucky guy because uh, they're just you know there's usually one gold in every draft, and this this guy was Player of the Year of the SEC. His last two months, he just took that team on his back, and he's a dead-eye shooter, 6'3 shooting guard with a 6'10 wingspan, great defense. Emmanuel quickly is on the Knicks. I think he's going to be something good. You you trust Tom Thibodeau? I do not trust Tom Thibodeau, but even he can <laughs> shoot <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's our uh, uh, our early predictions for Rookie of the Year. And as I said before, we will be reconvening in about a month. That will give us an opportunity to at least see some. There, it, by the way, does anybody know, are there going to be any preseason games? Okay. Uh, there has to be some, otherwise <laughs> they're all going to get injured. Well, I just don't know with the uh, the pandemic if they're going to risk preseason, maybe go to baby bubbles uh, with some teams training in the same area. I, I don't know. I've not seen any stories of that. I do know they're, they're opening December 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
hyper aggressive. Yeah, so I don't know if there's any uh, preseason games, um, but uh, I uh, this year, Ben. What's that? You think there'll be any resting, like from LeBron? Or <laughs> yes, definitely there will be resting. <laughs> LeBron has already said he doesn't want to. You know what I mean? If, right. I mean, I don't blame him. Well, this season just ended in July. I mean, in October. What's that? What'd you say, Benji? Season ticket holders won't be angry, but people watching on TV might. Yeah. By the way, are there any season ticket holders? We're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't think they'll be playing in empty stands again. It sounds like uh, some of the stadiums, depending on state rules, may have some, but I don't know. They probably will revise that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Miles, stay safe and sound in Switzerland. You'll be coming home soon, and yes. uh, you'll, you'll be joining us again. Uh, yes, Benji, stay safe and sound wherever uh, you're hiding out. And, of course, the doctor will be back, uh, like I said, in about a month. We'll be uh, have a little more information to go on in terms of these rookies. And, of course, I'm sure by then, Dennis, Benji, and Miles will be joining me, having seen how successful Billy Donovan and Mo Cheeks are at bringing the Bulls team together. I predict in a month, all three of these gentlemen go, Ben, you're right. Grant Park celebration in July. <laughs> the only issue is, will the pandemic have passed? <laughs> Take care, everybody. It's ben, I'm Ben Jarofsky for Dennis, Miles, and Benji. Take care. Get well, man.